Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex Russell, and I am your host. I also do not have to know how to read a piece of paper, so <clears throat> I was old. I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna <laughs> just mute my mic for the whole episode, dude. I've. I took. I took a um, oil of oregano mm-hmm. pill because it's supposed to help with the immune system and stuff. Uh huh. And I keep burping up, and it tastes like like I just had a spoonful of oregano. I hate it. It's gross. <laughs> Oregano, yeah. No, it, <laughs> you got sold. Some, you got sold some bad shit, huh, didn't you? Didn't you? <laughs> I don't hide that fact. Just sprinkle some, just sprinkle some oregano in it. Oh. Indigestion. So obviously, you're still feeling like shit for the people who didn't catch the uh, live giveaway debacle. Um, sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. <laughs> sorry that you got the the vid again on your birthday. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I told you. I feel stop better though. Stop sucking on fingertips when you're out at events, bro. You don't know where people are putting their fingers. You know, you know, I didn't even think of that fact either, because I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to call you, Mr. Rennie Doyle. <laughs> I have to call you, man. I wasn't gonna release that picture, but now I think I'm gonna have to call your ass out. <laughs> it might it be careful, it might trigger him. Oh, that trigger. <laughs> it, was, it was his trigger finger too, wasn't it? It was his damn trigger finger. God damn. Yeah. Shit! For everybody who's you'll you'll get that you'll inside get joke on Friday. You'll get it Sunday. That that episode's gonna okay. get released okay. on Sunday. Right. And um, Adam Garvin was a uh, huge, huge inspiration. For uh, inspiration for that <clears throat> for that episode. So him, him and Super Troopers. <laughs> him and Super Troopers, exactly. Um, yeah. All right, man. Uh, it's been a while since we've done this. It feels like. Um, hopefully, <laughs> we're not. Hopefully, we're not too rusty. Um, so. <clears throat> we'll jump right into it. The detailsolutionspodcast.com is the only website and detailing you need. And it's basically because we have the best vendors on the planet. Um, if you can't buy something from our vendors, <coughs> then I don't know. Um, it's the one-stop shop. It is. Literally. It is. Our website has it all. <laughs> Excuse me, man. I think you gave it to me. I think I'm finally getting it. No, I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we listen. Um, our vendors legitimately have have the best stuff. I mean, if if it's not the main the main vendors, then um, the guys at Car Supplies Warehouse carry everything else. Um, and that's no fluff. I'm, that's no fluff. Yeah, we mean no, what we say when we say that it is some of the best stuff out there. It's because we've used it, we've tried it, and we can say it. Right. We don't exactly. just say it because we get paid to say it. You know, we're not. We're not those regular influences that you used to, okay? Right, Alex? Damn. Mr. Influencer. Stats. I don't even like taking pictures with, with people at the airport. Listen, you talk about how I'm rich. Stats just bought a Viper chair. Good to you, bud. Congrats, I hope buddy. it saves you back. Appreciate it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so anyways, and, and Stats did use the coupon code, so he saved himself a little bit of money, and that's the beauty of our website is – with all of our vendors, you do get a coupon code. So you, when you spend some money with them, you save a little bit. They'll spend the money with us. We give you that funny, funny, funny hashtag money, money, funny. Um, and then also it has all the links to everywhere that you need to find the podcast uh, pretty much. Um, social media uh, where you can listen to the podcast. And as always on Wednesdays and Fridays when we record, we are live on YouTube the detail solutions podcast 
is our channel. So if you want to watch the shenanigans that goes on, um, if uh, we're talking about something with uh, one of our guests and they're, um, you know, talking about holding it or something like that, then um, yeah, that's where you want to go watch it. And um, the Detail Solutions Pod on TikTok, we are 404, um, getting getting close, but not too close to that thousand mark. Um, hopefully, we really get there. Uh, it'd be it'd be pretty awesome, and um, <clears throat> it'd be pretty awesome to uh, to finally get to that thousand mark, so we can start doing some live um, videos on there. Um, please go like, share, follow, subscribe, hit the notification button anywhere that you're listening to us or watching us. Um, the other thing that I would like to say is um, live count. Um, live count to 100K. Man, we're, we're so close. We're so close. I can see it. Um, we are 97,929 all-time total listens. Um, our three-year anniversary is going to be Tuesday the 25th. So when we do that Wednesday night podcast, man, I mean, I know, I know 2000 listens and, uh, and, uh, two weeks is a stretch. We could do it, but man, it sure would be nice to hit, to hit that hundred K mark on, on or, or at, you know, around the, the 25th, that would be. That would be phenomenal. I mean, we're averaging about seven or eight hundred listens a week right now. So, you know, you guys bump them rookie numbers up. You know, get us to get us to about a thousand each um, would be would be awesome. Um, all right, so enough to chatting because uh, apparently people don't like that. Um, so we are going to jump into a commercial. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to be right back with our guest. See you soon. What an asshole. Fiber has every pad you would need, including tire pads, towels, got them, windows, wheels, interiors, paint, the all new mint on a stick for hitting taller vehicles or the new bug sponge for fronts. And then we have the Dragon Wash Sponge Mitt. It's perfect for the two bucket system, glides on the cars, easy, soft on the paint. Hey, don't forget, go watch us on YouTube check out our channel and in the barrel blade it's perfect for getting in between those tight wheels calipers we also have the dreadnought it's the staple of all auto fiber towels if you're not using it to dry you're missing out and in the new wheel paw for getting those faces getting in between folks getting the lug nuts all those hard to reach places so go to autofiber.com make sure to use the code dsp at checkout Hey everybody, Rennie Doyle here, founder of the Detail Mafia and Detailing Success. You know, I love quotes and this is one of my favorites. It's not enough to do your best. You must know what to do, then do your best. There's a lot more to detailing than just making paint shiny. To be successful, you need to be a well-rounded detailer and most importantly, an entrepreneur. At Detailing Success, I really take pride in that we will not only teach you the highest level detailing skills you need, but we will mentor and coach you to be a profitable business owner. Our advanced five-day training is held monthly at my hometown, in the beautiful town, I may say, of Big Bear Lake, California. If you want to learn more, email me directly at rennie@detailingsuccess.com at or visit detailingsuccess.com and ask about our special offer for our podcast listeners. 
Happy detailing, everybody. Take care. We'll see you next time. And we're back with Tony Kiger. How you doing? Yes. The one and only. Hey, man. Been a minute since you've been on the pod. Mm. So some some big things have changed with you. You're now part of Audubon. I am a territory manager now and a trainer now. Congrats, man. Congrats. That's awesome, dude. So how how's the uh the I mean, I mean you've always done PPF really, but you're not really detailing too much anymore now. So how's that switch up going? Uh, I still get calls. So with yeah. our dealers, um, with our Audubon or Edge dealers, because we're actually three brands in one. So we're okay. Hooper Optic, Audubon, and Edge. Um, Audubon being our premier brand. I thought you had a ghost in your room, bro. Yeah, I know. Well, I am I mean, not going to lie. I was about to be like, oh, shit. Of course oh, we shit, start yo, some shit when the dog down. runs in. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a little tiny dog there. So Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, for our dealers, um, we offer trainings in Houston at our headquarters. Um, but to certain dealers, I will venture out and I'll spend three days with them, whether it's in paint corrections, coatings, or PPF. So nice. it's uh, three hands-on days. That's cool, man. So listen, so I I invited you on because if anybody's read the um, the description, you had a... Um, I think a great post and in your page, what realm of codings um, I think it was like a week or so ago. Um, And the post goes with all the codings on the market and the hype wearing off detailers, not promoting a brand as much. What will come next? Right. Um, So a lot of, a lot of people can buy codings now off of uh, eBay and Amazon auto geek, like you said, and they can apply it themselves. You know, everybody can watch a YouTube video nowadays, it seems like, or whatever. Um, And then you, you said, um, you know, how are you justifying the price still to this day? You know, are you lowering the price, adding more services or performing a higher level of paint refinement? And, and I really liked that because I, I actually had a, a very similar um, topic idea that I had written down. And it was kind of along the same lines where, you know, now that coatings have been around for, you know, a few years and everything. And, and they're becoming so popular and so mm-hmm. saturated in the market and everything. And, you know, it's, it's more of that race to the bottom versus the Dave Fermani raise your prices kind of deal you know, like where, where do we go with it? It was kind of my idea, you know, like, is it maybe, is it time? Like, you know, the, the $2,000 plus, you know, paint correction and coding days are done, you know, and now we're going to have to go to something a little more affordable, kind of like you said, um, or, you know, is it adding, adding more services, um, or, you know, doing something different that's going to kind of, um, justify those, those price points. So, um, so yeah, man, that's why I wanted to have you on. Cause I'm sure you asked that question, but I'm sure you have like a load of, you know, answers or suggestions or, you know, things like that because. Well, it's um, a lot of, it's a lot of back and forth. So, I mean, I, with any situation, I try to look at both sides. So from a detailer's background, you know, back in the day before I was doing PPF, we always wanted to do full corrections before we ever put film on a vehicle. Right. Because, you know, it's in our eyes, we're trying to perfect a finish or get it to as close to perfection as possible. Then once becoming a PPF installer, it's like, okay, well, 
why are we degrading a finish, removing clear coat when we're going to put protection on it anyways, which is going to hide all those scratches. Right. So the justification process had to change because our goal as a detailer should be to protect and preserve. So we're not there to just strip away years of, of age from a car. So say it's a brand new car. You have one scratch on that panel. Is it worth sanding out that scratch to remove it now or in six months to a year, are they going to have 10 more scratches and now you've already sanded that area. So you've already shortened the lifespan of that, that panel. Right. So do we fix it now or do we maybe reduce it some or leave it alone until it's affected more down the road and then we can address it. Right. And, and two with, you know, <clears throat> paints these days, thinning or being thinner on cars you know, I look at it as, you know, who's really doing full on multi-step paint corrections anymore. Right. I mean, everything's getting so thin, thin nowadays, like you can pretty much use, you know, a single, you know, cut and polish or one step or, you know, something, because again, you're not wanting to take off too much paint. You want to leave it there for the client. So now if you're doing a one step and then you're coding it, you know, if you're not, doing full paint correction and spending, you know, 20 plus hours on it, does it need that super high price point? Or now is it becoming one of those things where, you know, maybe you're just kind of taking advantage of the client and still charging a ton of money, but doing less work, you know? And, and I think it could still kind of be argued, you know, if you have the, the experience and the knowledge to know that, less work is the right thing, then, then mm-hmm. that's kind of where the. Well, there's a point, there's a point you have to call it quits. Yeah. So like, yeah, no, but I meant like you could say like, you know, well, I'm justifying my price because yeah, I might not be doing as much work, mm-hmm. but you're also paying for the knowledge of me knowing that I can, you know, save your paint, save your clear coat by doing, you know, this, you know, versus maybe the guy who doesn't have the experience and is just going to, you know, throw a rotary on it with a wool pad and some 100 and just go, you know, crazy with it. So, so there is that, but it also, it, to that part of just, you know, throwing the, the heaviest, harshest product on there to then just cut it down and finish it out. There's, there's that option. But the biggest thing that I'm seeing with, you know, guys that are either just getting into the detailing and want those high prices versus more well-established long-term detailers that have, you know, either, try to push it as far as they can and are now stepping back from, from that and seeing, okay, is it worth sacrificing the paint, spending that kind of time on it versus a new guy that might not, you know, there's a difference in in level of detail. Yeah. So is it, is it a wash and wax? Is it a one step polish? Is it a two or three step paint correction? Is there disassembly in the process? So, I mean, when I first started, it was, you know, just a one-step polish back in the day and clean up as much as you could, fill it in as much as possible. And then it got to the point of let's remove the filling capabilities and let's try to actually fully correct a panel. Right. And then it was, okay, well, have we corrected it too far? What is too far? And what negative impact have we created on that car? So a lot of the newer detailers I won't say a lot, but some new detailers just want the money aspect of it. And maybe the fame that comes with working on a high end car versus 
actually putting in the time and effort to pay attention to what exactly they're doing. Are they burning edges? Are they checking for thinned areas of paint? Are they trying to go 100% or are they removing things to clean and detail? Uh, there's multiple different levels, so Yeah. But your pricing has to match that level. Right. And most of them don't. Yeah. So one of the things that Noxie told me that, that always made sense, and I think some detailers kind of get it backwards and, you know, I'll throw it out there to you to kind of, you know, see what you think is, you know, typically we'll use that, that $2,000 price point because that is a fairly average for most coatings. Um, it seems like around the, the, the country. Um, so most, most people will say, well, $1,500 of that is for the ceramic and, and 500 of it is for paint correction, right? The opposite. But, right. But it should be the opposite because, because it doesn't matter. I mean, let's, let's face it. I, I've said it all the time. I'll say it's on blue in the face. You know, it might not be a hundred percent right, but it's same shit, different bottle for the most part, right? Any code, all the same, pretty much the same application process. It's nothing right. really different. Difference would, in gloss, hydrophobic, and chemical resistance. Right, but for the client, you could put five different coatings on five different cars, and they're not going to be able to tell the difference sitting out in the sun. Right. You know, no, if it, if it's hydrophobic to them, that's right. Look at and it's pretty glossy, much happy, yeah. right, which they all pretty much are, and it's glossy to them. They all pretty mm -hmm. much are. So where you're spending the most time labor energy you know chemicals and everything is is in your paint correction so your paint correction should be that fifteen hundred dollar charge and then your coating should be five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or fifteen thousand fifteen hundred dollars on top of it yet well i mean dave from money you know uh, um, uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> um but that's where I think detailers kind of get it, kind of get it wrong. And, and I was telling Jason the other way, the other day. I mean, the way I kind of look at it is, is, you know, who cares what paint correction costs, what ceramic coating costs? If you're if you're an hourly shop, you know, I try to be around a hundred dollars an hour in my shop. So if it takes me, eight, that price now. Eight, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it takes me like eight to eight to twelve hours to do a correction <laughs> and and. Uh, or you know paint correction and polish out and hand wash and decon and and all that stuff right mm -hmm. like that's where my 800 to 1200 you know dollar price point should be then i'll charge my coating price on top of that now with c quartz c quartz or c quartz pro being two layers now there's two hours there plus an hour in between so there's another another hour you know so i've got to be charging another three hundred dollars plus chemical costs. If I'm using something like Aquatech, that's a single layer, you know, then Good I'm stuff. less, less, less labor time. Right. So I could potentially charge the client a little bit less, still give them an equally great product, but just the savings is, is in, is in my labor, right? I'm not mm -hmm. having to spend as much. And that's where I think, um, you know, detailers should really be looking at it. I have something to say to that too, also, because Bill Martin brings up a good point. He, mm -hmm. he says uh, the DIY could buy everything he needs for four to five hundred to do a good one step encoding and or pay me to do it. And he says that his one thousand one step encoding will turn out better. And he's absolutely right because he does have the experience that he gained while doing that. But also, 
he also is buying equipment that costs more. So you mm-hmm. got to add that into your factor too. Mm-hmm. Like everything you're using for a pain correction, whether it be your machine, your pad, your extension cords, your lights, your product, as far as your compound polishes, all that's going to be way more to buy than it is just a bottle of coating and an applicator and a couple towels. Well, and so to, you add to add to that, how long is it going to take him to learn how to be proficient with this? Right, right. So, yeah. and he says he's not changing his prices. And Bill, I don't think we're t- telling you to tell anybody to change your price. We're just trying to tell people on how to come up with their price and to do a better job at that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, there's there's ways I've <clears throat> I've really thought like how could I how could I offer a more affordable ceramic coating price, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, with Seacourt's professional, <clears throat> Corey, Corey for the guys here in Florida, and and I don't know how he, I don't know if he does it by region or area or whatever, um, but we all kind of stick to a two thousand dollars starting point for for correction. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, for correction, for correction and coding, right? I think Corey has it at like fifteen hundred dollars for for the coding, and then you charge whatever else you want for for. Uh, for your correction. Right. But, but all the guys here, we kind of go, Hey, look, you know, $2,000 is a great point. Great point because we're, we're keeping Corey. Ha- Hello. Did I lose? Yeah. What are you doing? Hang, hang on. Time out. My batteries died in the thing. I, I gotta go get batteries. Good you guys God. talk, right. talk amongst yourselves. In regards to pricing, because I get this question asked a lot of times by either our new dealers or Audubon or Edge dealers, because we, we do automotive window tint, flight glass within Hooper Optic and Edge, um, but we do paint protection foam and coatings through our company. So guys that are coming on board and that are using our coatings are like, okay, well, how do I structure it when it comes to selling the product when, you know, or including a paint correction? So do I do a bundle package price where it's like my first package is $800. My second is a thousand, 1500, 2000. And I tell them, no, don't, don't bundle things because you end up losing money potentially with, within the clients. So what we do is we say, you know, evaluate the vehicle because first of all, you want them in your shop. So if, if they're willing to make a phone call and you tell them, you know, I'm not going to give you price over the phone. I don't post a price on my website unless it's a starting at price because uh-huh. I need to see that vehicle to actually be able to determine what kind of work it actually needs. Also, the client's expectations. Uh-huh. If you choose to do a test spot on the vehicle to find out, you know, how quickly it's going to correct or not, that's going to tell you how long it's going to take to get to their desired outcome. So we do pricing by the paint correction level and then your coding prices are going to be set prices. So whether you have a, a one year a three year, five year, right. seven, however, those are set prices, uh-huh. which is just an add on. So right. once you come up with your pricing for your paint correction, then you can either do, you know, wax sealant yeah. coating, and then your different tiers of coating. That's that perfectly said. That is perfectly yeah. said because, like, well, that's that how way, I did it all the time. Well, because it's not my money to spend; it's right. their money to spend, and they might have a budget. They might not have a budget. But if you're if you're just going to say, "Here's my my bundled package, and it's eight hundred dollars, or it's 
$2,500. They're going to be like, oh, I don't, I don't have that kind of money. Right. But I still want something done to my car. So what, what can you do for me? then? Mm-hmm. So if you do the, the paint correction tiering, and then you can add on your additional protective services. And that yeah. seems to work much better than just here's my one package and that's all you get kind of thing. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I offer, you know, the, the hybrid polish, the, two and a half step or the one and a half step, whatever, whatever you guys want to call Still it. Two steps. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. What, what, however you want to call it, whoever terminology whoever came, is so fucked right. Up. Whoever came if you up are physically this, doing another process, it is a second step. Yeah. I know. It doesn't, doesn't matter if it's the same product. Yeah, I know. You just change a pad. It a, it's a they, second process. Yeah, I know. But I guess <laughs> the thing is they call it a half step because when you're polishing, you're not, you're not really polishing. You're just buzzing. Who calls right? it a still half re- step? You're still refining. I, I know. I know. Listen, I'm just Who telling you. Who calls it the half step? Uh, I think I, supposedly Kelmer. We can came get up technical with this. Yeah. <laughs> supposedly Kelmer came up with it. So don't don't. We're gonna have to bring Kilmer on and have Wait, let me call me real Kilmer. quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get him get on, on the phone, phone, man. Get him on the phone and, and and ask him about the one and a half step. You know, I know Noxie calls it the hybrid polish. I call it a hyper polish because I'm speeding around. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll do that because I'm not, I'm not shooting for, you know, full on paint correction. You know, I'm going to make it look as nice, nice as a client can. I'll, I'll throw a single layer of ceramic on top of it and, Mm -hmm. you know, 800, $900,000 be, be affordable for a client, you know, give them that, that budget friendly option. Well, I mean, with, you know, a lot of guys don't like primers, but now some of the the products that are coming out with, with, added protection. I mean, Rupus just came out with two different ones with a six month and a 12 month longevity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they hold up really well. I mean, yeah. even acrylic, which, I mean, some guys classify as a coating, even though it's still acrylic dealerships, put it on some of you know, the ones that actually do apply it. They are pretty hardy when it comes to chemical resistance. They yeah. just don't have the longevity. Correct. Yeah. 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 Well, what is it? Essence or Essence Plus was mm-hmm. is kind of kind of the same thing. You know, you yeah. could throw, you could throw that on there, and it's got a little bit of protection. Yeah, because Essence Plus was a non non abrasive, uh, originally designed to aid in in uh, fixing coatings or whatever. Yeah, right. Fixing yeah. Coatings. Yeah. Did you lose us? Uh, screen on blank there for some. We're all over the place <laughs> with this podcast today. <laughs> My batteries died. Uh, yeah. Dude, I don't know if you're bad because we can still hear you through the mic. And is your mic connected to the thing? No, no, it, it, it kicked me to the um to the computer. Oh, computer mic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But no, I wanted to go I wanted to go find batteries because I I didn't I you know, with all the issues we have with computer mics, I didn't want to pick up any echoing or or whatever. So that's why I just ran out and thankfully we had two double-a batteries left so i guess i'll be going to the store <laughs> with double-a batteries <laughs> oh man yeah that's the one thing about this this uh this new the the new uh uh mixer is it's is its battery instead of um you know uh being being plugged in like the other one was um but it is easier to to use and everything um well shoot let's do this while we're kind of like in a in a little whatever let's, let's roll yeah, let's go ahead and jump into our uh, our break, and then we'll come back and talk about this a little bit more. We'll be right back. If you have not yet tried Oberk's new APS soap, 
Now is your chance to receive 15% off by using coupon code DSP, all capital letters. Oberk's new all-purpose soap is perfect for all your exterior washing needs. This unique formula combines plant-based cleaning power that is effective and versatile. Whether you are mobile washing or maintaining a ceramic-coated vehicle, APS soap works quickly and rinses easily. This super concentrated formula can also be used on really tough bugs and is very effective in dirty door jams. To find out more, please visit oberkarcare.com. Attention detail shop owners, say goodbye to the hassle of multiple orders from all different suppliers. Car Supplies Warehouse is here to revolutionize your shopping experience. We have created a comprehensive online platform where you can find everything you need all in one place. We are constantly expanding our product range, adding new supplies, tools, and equipment. Our goal is to make Car Supplies Warehouse your ultimate one-stop shopping destination. And we don't just stop at providing top quality products. We understand that knowledge is crucial for running a successful business. This is why we offer over 100 online videos specifically tailored to educate and empower businesses like yours. So grow your skills and run a successful business with our online training courses. We take our commitment to education even further by providing in-person training classes. Our expert instructors will guide you through hands-on sessions, sharing their wealth of knowledge and helping you take your shop to new heights. We also have an awesome discount program that ties everything together really nice. Enjoy exclusive benefits and saving as a Car Supplies Warehouse member. Join DetailWise Pro under the Save and Learn tab on our website, carsupplieswarehouse.com, and experience the advantages firsthand. And for a limited time only, we are offering a special deal just for Detail Solutions podcast listeners. Sign up for DetailWise Pro using code PRO30, and you're going to enjoy 30 days of free access and free discounts. There's no obligation. You can cancel anytime. So come discover what you've been missing. Um, I want to jump back to Stats' question. So Stats asked me what my favorite coding is. And honestly, Stats, it's the one that makes me money. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say I've used uh, probably about 20 different coatings. Yeah. Side by side over the years. And uh, there's some that I don't like, which I'm not going to bash any names here. Um, but there are a lot of very equally matched coatings yeah. when it comes to the gloss fires that are used, the ease of application, ease of wipe off, um, longevity, hydrophobics. I mean, anymore, it's, it's a pretty even playing ground. The biggest difference is going to be how thick a product can be applied in its first application. So single layer application. Right. Um, and then, you know, it's ease of wipe off and, and durability. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much how I look at it. is is it easy to put on? Is it easy to get off? What's the customer service like? If I have an issue, how easy is it to get an answer? <clears throat> you know, cost because I mean, let's face it, some ceramic coatings are just getting a, oh, little, yeah, they're... Just a little bit pricey now. I mean, when they're in that north of two hundred range, getting in the two fifty, close to three hundred, like come on, man! Like, well, and then you go to you go to use it. Bottle. Yeah, yeah. Well, and some are just thirty mLs or even. Yeah, twenty-five in some cases. Yeah, yeah. Y'all bugging, y'all tripping. I don't want to hear none of that inflation bullshit either. 
Y'all tripping, selling, selling well, 30, 30, 50 mils for two, two plus. What the hell? Well, that also comes down to, you know, the brand is obviously not typically making the product themselves. They're relying yeah. on a manufacturer or exactly. a blender for that. So depending on the size of the blender, they might not have as much raw materials. Yeah. So therefore, if they have less raw materials, then they charge you more. Or if you're buying it in smaller batches, they're going to charge you more for that as well versus a large run of it because now they're, you know, they'll set it all up. They'll order enough or have enough raw materials, create the larger batch. So that therefore it's price per bottle is less. Yeah. If they and can I, back it up with that product for that price point, I'm all for it. But right. some people out there who just like to jack it up to make it seem like it's those products and they're really not. Well, it's supposed to be the greatest product on earth. It's got Always. it's got to be charged that price, right? <laughs> Always. <laughs> but there also could be a map pricing thing. That too. Right. Yeah. Um, so, kind of going back to to what you were saying in in your posts is, you know, how do you how do you going to justify the the higher pricing? You know, doing add ons um, or better service or things like that. Um, I want to talk about add ons because that's something that I'll do sometimes you know i'll give somebody a free you know wheel face coating you know normally I charge like 300 bucks to do wheel faces but in reality like how long does it take to do wheel faces you know mm-hmm. 10 15 minutes you know um a lot of times it's you know i'll just use um whatever's left in the the bottle that i coated the car with you know, versus using like the dedicated wheel. Cause I'm, cause at that point I'm not, I'm not selling the wheel coating. I'm not selling it as, as a designed for wheels. Hey, look, mm-hmm. I'll put a, I'll put a wheel coating on for you. We'll do it at no extra charge. Cause you're, you know, already paying X amount of dollars or whatever for correction and coating or whatnot. Glass coatings, another thing that's super easy to do. Doesn't take a lot of time. Doesn't take a lot of product, you know, Hey, I'll give you a hundred dollar glass coating, no additional charge. Are you no. doing plastics? Um, I don't. I'm not a fan of coating plastics. Um, because yeah. talking with Chris West, um, even though from the way that he kind of talked about it is even though ceramics are breathable, they will dry plastics out. Um, so if I do anything with plastics, and and again, this 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 would be like a throw in as as I'll hit them with uh solution finish and just you know bring them back make them make them look you know nice and new and fresh again so i i choose that, not that, to use Go ahead, that confuses me a little bit because and this is i'm not trying to call nobody out and make a knock on anything but like years ago people were topping um the solution finish with a ceramic coating yeah so that well, now is it to my like is that like locking in that solution finish? So so yeah, originally that's what Chris West would recommend. If you're going to do it, put solution finish in on first, so solution finish could kind of keep it black, okay. right? But if you remember when we had Chris West on, he's since come out with that topper that he makes a protectant. Mm, Okay. He really suggests if you do solution finish, then you top it with his topper because it's not a coating. It's but it but it'll lock in a little bit of longevity. Um, 
Well, there's also the issue of, you know, there's several different coatings out there, whether they're resin-based or solvent-based. So if you're using a solvent over top of it, you could be removing that product. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to necessarily remove it. You want to keep it on there and still be able to put something on top of it too. Right, right, exactly. Um, so, I mean, those are those are a couple of the things that, that I would do as an add-on to try and help justify pricing. I mean, have you done other things or different things, Tony, or... or well, I mean, or, or people do other things. I mean, well, I mean, a lot of people do interior. So if it's a newer vehicle, you know, coating leather, which is another thing I don't suggest doing. I yeah. mean, I know there's countless companies out there with leather coatings. It nearly costs us $14,000 on one vehicle from a coating on a brand new car straight off the transport truck to us. Wow. And since then that company's revised the product, but I still would not suggest using it. And I mean, what I use is I use collar lock. Um, my truck has leather, real leather seats, I clean them, put a sealant on top of them. That sealant is extremely easy to apply to level. Oh yeah. Shield. Re yeah. Shield uh, yeah. reapplication of its, I mean, it's dummy proof um, versus a coating that's still going to take wear and tear. And I mean, once you wear through the top of it, now what you just charge them how much money to coat their leather yeah. versus I look at it as, you know, if, if I have my detail shop, instead of coating it once and saying that it's going to last a year, two years, or three years, and I know that, you know, they're going to wear and tear on this. They might have kids that are climbing in and out, dragging their feet on stuff. It's not going to actually live up to that expectation. So why don't we just have them as a repeat customer with a sealant? So now yeah. I'm getting additional services and income from them, and they're still going to be happy. I mean, it's, it's super easy for me to be able to clean the seat and apply this they can get the car they can jump right back in it within half hour hour you know, down the road versus it sitting there for hours waiting on it to you know, fully cure right right and, and again like you said i mean most of the cars that you know majority of us are getting to do encodings and stuff like that are going to be newer cars so interiors especially with leather it's super easy at that point because i haven't what about they windows mm -hmm. you can coat windows yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, do you guys offer that as well, an add-on as well? Yeah, I mean, like I'll I'll, add, I'll do an add-on for windshield coat, like you know, especially obviously here in Florida with all the rain mm -hmm. and everything. Like, like I'll say, hey, you know, normally I charge a hundred bucks to do a windshield coating, but you know, you know, you you've got a pretty pretty big ticket. You know, I'll throw mm -hmm. that in for you. You know, make make them feel. I mean, it's a hundred bucks. You know, yeah, make, you gotta make them feel good. Right, right. A hundred bucks is is a lot to them for what they're already paying, but at the same right. time, like what does it take me five minutes, 10 minutes max to wipe a window down, yeah. clean it up real good. And then, and then, you know, put a layer of coating on and wipe it off. Like, and it's not know. a lot of product you're using for it either. You know, No, <laughs> most of the time I'll just use, um, I mean, it's not going to last, no matter what you put on, it isn't going to last very long, especially if they're, if they're using the wipers on, you know, if they don't I was say, the set off. that expectation realistically with them. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, so I, I tell them like, Hey, look, this is going to last as, as long as it lasts, because if you use your wipers a lot, it's going to wear. And they understand, you know, like you, you tell them, like you put something on and you do this and you do this and you do mm -hmm. this, it's going to eventually wear. So, so, you know, I tell them like, Hey, you know, you get a few months, you get six months, you get eight months, you know, it's all just depends um, but typically I'll just throw on whatever leftover in the bottle from what I put on the car. I'm a, I'm a leftover guy, dude, especially if I'm doing yeah. it for free. Like let's use up what's left in the bottle I'm using. Let's not go out and <laughs> spend more money. Like this isn't that. enough to finish a whole panel. So right. Right. it's either going to go to waste because I don't want to, 
here's the other thing. So if you're doing a coding job and you say you have half of it, half a bottle left or less, and you're like, okay, I'm going to use this bottle until it's empty, and then I'll open up another bottle. Yeah. Would you Would you do that, or would you just be like, no, I'll set that one aside, and I will use a full uh, bottle. Yeah. On this car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the leftover like I said, the leftover one gets the leftover work. Wheel faces, <laughs> windshields, you know, door jams if I throw that in as a, you know, whatever, or trunk jam if it's a, you know, especially like Range Rovers or or even uh like X series BMWs because they kind of have that that double, mm-hmm. you know, flip or whatever. And the top one always kind of leaves some kind of wear or tear on the bottom little door so you know i'll coat that you know so so again that's that's leftover bottle leftover bottle. that's a huge thing too for suvs man if you're if you're coding an suv try to sell them on that back door jam man those things get nasty i mean you don't even have to sell it you'd be like hey look i'll throw it in for you yeah you can throw it in for you know normally it's another 20 30 bucks whatever i got you but you do you did paint correction before putting it on right yeah, of course. Ah! The whole door jam. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but you see, that's what that's the difference. Did that like I did the rockers, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, so you don't wait. <laughs> wait a second. All right. So we, so it do you add on rocker panels? <laughs> no, I saw that I saw that comment <laughs> earlier. No. No, rockers are never an add on. Well, I mean, if I take care. if I take it off the car, do I need to put it back on? Then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Tony probably does this as an add on because he will take rocker panels off. Me, I just look at them and go, eh, they look good enough. I mean, back in the day, which I mean, I still take some stuff apart, but I mean, it just got to the, so that was that was how to set myself apart from other detailers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when everybody classified themselves as you know pro, which you know. Anybody can be a pro as long as you're making money doing it, essentially. Yeah, right. right exactly. That's what that equates to. So, okay, if I'm going to do a full paint correction, what's full paint correction? Are you just skimming yeah. the surface one pass? That's full paint correction. Or are you doing every crack and crevice, doing door jams? Are you taking things off, cleaning behind them? So, yeah. Got, and, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I like taking cars apart was to show that, you know, we are going above and beyond to set ourselves apart from other shops um, right. to claim to do a full paint correction or, you know, full decon or anything like that. Um, and then when it came to doing PPF, that just made it a lot easier because we're already taking things apart right. to you know, wrap edges and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if I, if I had Dave Fermani's clientele, I'd, I'd start learning how to pull shit apart and off cars and, well, I mean, and, he's and do it like that because it's it's worth it at that point. I mean, if you're oh, getting yeah. paid, you know, because because again, that's the thing. If you're going to pull things apart, and I'm not I'm not trying to razz on Dave. I think I think what he does is awesome, but you know, if you're if you're legitimately going to pick every stone out of the tread of the tire, if you're going to scrub the the inside sidewall with you know tire cleaner and dress that as well, if you're going to you know, pull this off and clean behind there or whatever. It's, it's all labor. It's all time. Right. So you've got to charge for it. And, and again, you know, I mean, these guys that are doing concourse level, hundred hour, 300 hour, you know, um, you know, Eddie fuse, it does, does the same thing. Right. right. But I I mean, mean, he'll do recrinkle paint on furry uh, valve covers and everything. Yeah. 
That's nuts. He can he can make it paint it new paint, but make it look like old paint. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's it's awesome. You know, which yeah, which I, we actually it. did we did the opposite of that. Um, Theo and I a couple years back in uh, Vegas, we had a '64 uh, AC Shelby Cobra. His numbers matching come in. The owner had the the back wheels replaced, not the tires, but the wheels themselves. Okay. So those ones, which were brand new, clearly did not match the front. Right. They're magnesium wheels. So he wanted us to try to make them look like the front. It took us about four days of basically doing a chemistry set and then testing it on these wheels because we want to age it to to match the front. Right. But we don't want to continue it aging faster than what it should be. Right. Um, so four days of messing around with that and a couple phone calls to some people. We got them matched and took it back over to Shelby America, which was right across the highway from us. And they're like, uh, how'd you guys do that? We're like, you want this done again? You send the cars to us. Like, yeah. this is, that, that's a trade secret that we're not, we're not giving yeah. out. So Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but I mean, that's the thing. I mean, if you're going to put in the time to do it, then you should definitely be, you know, reward it for, you know, or, or, or compensated for it. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's the, that's just the thing, right? I mean, shit, I'd, I'd love to do it if I had people that are willing to pay it, but a lot of clients just don't care, man. It's like, make it shiny, you know, protect it. I know I should be paying between $1,500 and two grand ish. So as long as you're in that price point, they're happy with it for the most part. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice to say that you've done that kind of work, but you also get, you know, I mean, I've spent a month in a car before and I love the fact that I got to work on the car when it first showed up. But after a month, I was like, I can't wait for this car to be gone. Yeah. I don't ever yeah. <laughs> touch it again. And uh, then you start to think about like, was it worth spending all that time on it? Like, yeah, I mean, yes, you get the gratification saying that, yes, you did that work and then people can go and see that work, but it's, it can get exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, the flip side is could you do one car a month and make a big giant paycheck or do 30 small cars in a month and make the same amount of money, right? Smaller paychecks, but you're doing but more. What is your clients. reach at that point too? Yeah. So if you're only working on, I mean, we had basically two large collectors. One had 75 cars in his collection there were months where we only worked on his car. So you have yeah. one person that you're essentially reaching. And if, you know, half of those cars were never allowed to be photoed or posted at least. Right. So it doesn't look like you're actually doing anything. So for yeah. social media purposes, that can kind of hinder your business because you're not relevant essentially at that point. Yeah. Um, unless you have, you know, backlogged photos that you're now starting to just put out to put show out that you've right. you know, yeah. done work. Yeah. Um, Compared to doing multiple cars, you can post more as long as the client is willing to allow that. And then you can actually be reaching more people. So you can potentially get more word of mouth that way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's kind of depends on where you want to go with it, with your business. You know, again, Dave's, Dave's very fortunate. He's got one client that will always feed him work because of the way that the business is. He doesn't have to worry about advertising, you know, or, you know, what has he got next week or whatever? You know, I think Eddie's kind of similar. Eddie has different clientele, but mm -hmm. he ha they all have enough cars that 
kind of keep him busy and then and then it's word of mouth from them so he doesn't have to do any advertising you know um i mean i was i was reached out to by a uh, private collector a couple years back when i was subcontracted in porsche and this client happens to have a very vast porsche collection and basically being the his, the sole detailer and car handler for him but you have to be careful with those people first of all when you take on a, a position like that, I, I don't know exactly what Fermani's is. I, I feel like his might be a little bit more to his favor, uh, yeah. which is good because <laughs> you decided to take that role. Right, um, right. But the one that reached out to me was, I mean, you're at his beck and call. 24 wow. hours a day, seven days a week. You need to live close. Lives in a very expensive area, so therefore your pay needs to you know, be able to accommodate those housing needs. Um and at that point, do you have much of a life? You know, I have yeah. a wife and two kids. And yeah, exactly. I want to spend time with them. Right, right. I mean, work is one thing, but you still have to have family time. Right, yeah. And then that goes back to the thing that we always preach, you know, of the, uh, you know, the work-life balance. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy like me doesn't want to work that much anymore. I'd rather be home, hanging out. Well, that's I mean, I've, that's why I, I took had, a job. I had a picture pop up in uh, in my uh, memories on Facebook, and it was I was at Porsche, and uh, it was three thirty in the morning. And here I was finishing a, a full body PPF job, and that's crazy, man. and I'm looking back at it like, why did I ever do that? Right? <laughs> I, I didn't get paid enough to do that. Nobody yeah. cared that I was there that late. Yeah. The car didn't even leave the next morning like it was supposed to. You know, it left right. two weeks later, oh, and I sacrificed my time for what? Yeah. They say that I finished the car on time. Your time, your body, your health. Yeah. Right. Because it's not good to be up at those hours of the night. No, I mean, I still had an hour drive home after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and to go back in the next day. So, oh, like that. Um, listen, let's jump into our last commercial break and then we'll um, start winding this down. We'll be right back. Tell us about your little wheelie journey you had yesterday. How'd that go that on the Viper chair? I stole this Viper chair. A lot of people hadn't played with one, so I quite like the fact that they got a shot. Nice. A lot of guys were generally trying out going, huh, these things are cool. But it was good fun, especially on this floor. Like This is a legit carpet and all the cables, it just rolls right over. Right. And it's dried. Yeah, well done. It's a cool chair. I like it. How comfortable are you right now? Very. Yeah. yeah. So do you think Taylor should invest in a Viper chair? You know what? My name is Alan Medcraft, and I would say go buy Viper. Make sure to go to ViperIndustrial.com. At checkout, use the code DSP to save an additional $25 off your purchase. That's a stackable coupon, so whatever Viper's giving you off, get another $25 as well. Do you own a detailing business but want to improve your success online? Or are you just starting out but not even sure where to begin? Let Detailers Roadmap guide you down the road to success. Detailers Roadmap is an all-in-one web solution for your auto detailing business custom website designed to help you attract and retain customers without breaking the bank. We'll write and design your website from start to finish and provide ongoing support to ensure it's working great for you. Our custom website packages include everything you need to succeed online. And with our local SEO services, we'll make sure your business gets noticed by customers in your area. So why wait? It's time to take your auto detailing business to the next level with an all-in-one website solution from Detailers Roadmap. Visit DetailersRoadmap.com to get started today. All right, we're back. Um, 
So, and then kind of lastly, you said on that, <clears throat> we'll kind of wrap it up. Um, <clears throat> we might have kind of touched a little bit on it was the last question was kind of, you know, are you performing a higher level of uh, paint refinement <clears throat> to kind of justify that, that pricing? Um, <clears throat> so what would you calibrate or what would you kind of consider, you know, a higher level of paint refinement to, to justify that if they're already quote unquote doing a paint correction? That's going to be a tough challenge for the customer without seeing, you know, either step-by-step -step photos or any kind of documentation of previous cars or ongoing work. So whether they are, you know, well, this is, I just say one thing, it's going to come down to what condition the vehicle is to start with. So if it's a, you know, tunnel washed car for 10 years versus, you know, brand new car off the lot. Yeah. Um, tunnel washed car that they're wanting, say it's a, uh, it's, Corvette, you know, and their Corvette owner, they've towel dried it at car shows multiple times. You know, they put the hairline scratches in it now, but they want a perfect show car finish now. <clears throat> so we have enough paint to be able to work and correct it. Uh, enough clear coat because we're not actually dealing with paint. We're dealing with clear. Right. It's single stage. That's misconception with a lot of customers when they come in. It's like, where well, are you going to, you're going to, refine the paint right no we're not refining paint we're refining the clear yeah we need you need to actually educate them in the process we're not removing the red if it's a red car unless it's a tinted clear yeah and that's where some detailers freak out that have never worked on a tinted car before <laughs> oh it's all those ford guys <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my god my pad's red what did i do yeah it's what? i mean it's funny to watch but then it's like yeah well, so here's something that a lot of people don't think about is when you're working with tinted vehicles, like say it's a, a Ford F-150 with you know the red uh, candy coat on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, if if you are removing a scratch out of you know say the bedside, mm. how deep is that scratch? And then if you have to sand it to remove it, what do you think that bedside is going to look like now? Because now you've thinned out the clear. And typically the top is the tinted coat. Yeah. So if you're sanding past that, do you think that's going to be a large blemish in the side of the vehicle now? Oh, oh yeah. That's going to be worse than that scratch oh, yeah. probably was. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So, I mean, you see pictures of cars that have like just oxidized areas on it and it's like random patches. And you're yeah. like, well, why did that one spot only oxidize and, and turn white where the rest of the hood looks fine? It's not necessarily just the vehicle sitting outside in red sunlight. It's because that, vehicle's been polished on too yeah. much so that's the impacted area where it's thinner paint right right <clears throat> could, we also, back, could we yeah. also say maybe wet sanding goes into that you know adding adding more to the refinement stage you know if you wanted to wet sand you know, michael mccarthy loves to wet sand cars oh yeah you know <laughs> well it, it, yeah especially um, but it also comes down to okay why are you wet sanding it? Are they yeah. expecting removal of orange peel? Because if you're asking for removal of orange peel on current day production painted cars, I would never suggest that. Um, the reason why the orange peel is in there is because those panels are not perfect. So therefore that's the deal or the manufacturer's way of a cover up essentially. Yeah. So instead of a perfectly smooth and straight panel, we'll add orange peel, we'll mask that, it'll hide that. Yeah. And most people are just going to be like, okay, you know, it's a shiny car. 
We don't necessarily care about the orange peel unless it's, you know, one of those show car guys that, oh, this car's got tons of orange peel. I don't know. Sand this out of there. I want it smooth. Well, yeah. back in the day, you had enough clear coat to work with, but not anymore. Yeah. That was one of the things I never thought about, or I didn't know until when I spoke with Jason Rose in, in Chicago, and he was talking about the orange peel, <clears throat> you know, being put in there to mask things. Because especially, in the, you know, from, from the assembly line, they're like, oh, shit, here's a little thing, you know, a little little whatever where we have to you know spot weld it or we have to you know whatever you know put it put something on there and and um and it wasn't until he said that it kind of made sense to me because i i almost kind of it it triggered me back to to talking with um christian the the painter that i that's that's near me and who listens to the podcast what's up christian if you're listening um, but he was talking about like with, you know, painting, the reason why they texture paint on a wall or texture drywall or whatever is because if you, you know, had to make a patch, you know, cut the drywall and make a patch and you didn't texture it, mm-hmm. you, would, you would see that. So like you said, like they ha- they're putting that orange peel on there to hide whatever mistakes or whatever they may have to fix in, you know, in the finish line or whatever. Um and that was something that was that was pretty interesting to me until I, you know, found that out, or you know, once I found that out, it made a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, that's why like denim pads, uh, CarPro sells those. Um, that's a, I would say, a safer approach to trying to remove orange peel. But yeah, unless you're working on an older vehicle or even a repainted vehicle, I, I wouldn't suggest it in current day. Yeah, paint systems. Uh, paint's too thin these days. It seems like. And I mean, that's the other thing is like, if you're going to go, if you're going to claim that you're going to do a multi-step paint correction and you haven't seen the vehicle, but that's what you're going to charge the client, you're really opening yourself up to a can of worms. Cause yeah. if, if you just go out the car with the heaviest pad and abrasive that you have, you could be blown right through that, that clear, especially on any edges or, you know, thinner spots on a car. It might've been a touch up or a sanding nib that has already been sanded on either by factory at port or even at the dealership before you ever received that car. Right. Yeah. Um, I saw that all the time at Porsche. I mean, car comes in damaged or, you know, from the time it got to port to the dealer, something happened to the car. Um, It wasn't disclosed. So we don't know what's going on with it as a dealer or detailer. And we just go and attack it. And then you have burned areas. You got sanding marks, um, die back in the paint all kinds of issues you can run into. Right. Right. Um, stats is back. So we get in the podcast. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no but, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's that time anyways. Um, no, listen, I, it's, I think it's all great information. Um, Bill Martin says, uh, most nibs and imperfections have completely flat spots around them. Won't touch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, what about a boot mark, Bill? Mm-hmm. Dealing, with them, dealing with them boot marks on hoods. I saw uh, that done in person. So. Yeah, so have I. <laughs> and I'm sure people uh, that are attending Gloss University at the end of the month at uh, Ring Brothers will see it again because Noxie's there. <laughs> so. and, and that was not a brand new boot out of a box. That was a dirty <laughs> boot. <laughs> that was a nasty-ass boot. Um, yeah, that was... 
was good stuff. Um, listen, Tony, we, we appreciate you coming on, man. I'm so glad that you made that post. Cause like I said, I've been trying to figure out a way to, to kind of have this, uh, this conversation. I think it's, um, uh, I think I think it's one that that kind of fits right now, you know. I mean, especially with, you know, how wacky everything kind of is. You know, um, you know, interest rates are high. Not a lot of people are buying new cars. Um, you know, the the economy's weird. The you know everybody's slow, but nobody's slow apparently. Like you know, depending on who you talk to, either way. Um, so it's one of those things that kind of made me think, like, man, like you know, do I need to? maybe figure out a cheaper way to do, you know, what I'm doing for the client, but still be able to, you know, put out a, a quality product. You know, I would say I, no. Well, don't, well, don't like, do it. Don't do a cheaper thing. Well, not, not cheaper, but I mean like, you know, instead of spending the time doing a two layer, do I get a single layer? So I'm, so I'm cutting hours out there, you know, um, do I do a, you know, one step polish, on a new car. Cause that's probably all it needs versus doing a two step and I'm cutting out hours there so I can do, I mean, cheaper for the client, not, not yeah. cheaper in the, in the sense well, of work. Justify right? the services that they need. Right. Um, and actually, you know, that's one of the things is educating yourself and the, and the potential customer on what services do you really need versus what you think you might want. Yeah. Because their perception can be totally different than what, what yours is. Yeah, so exactly. that's being able to read the customer, having the appropriate questions to ask, and then spending the time to educate them because that's what a lot of people don't want to do. They just want just give me the car, let me get the work done, let me get paid. But you still need to spend that time with them, whether it's whether you have a receptionist, uh, second hand is going to be dealing with it. So either one person's doing paint work already, um, or the other one is you know having that communication with them. Right. Um, Showing showing before and after photos is always good to be able to text them, send, send it in an email. That is a justification of the work that you're performing because sometimes they will forget what the car looked like when they dropped it off. Right. Then they will see the car and not see the, the transition necessarily because it might be a week or two weeks depending on what service you're providing. Yeah. So showing them those before and afters or progress photos puts that in their memory of, Oh man, this is what my car is turning into. This looks great. I can't wait to see what it's going to look like when it's done. And already at that point, they're like, wow, now I know that what I spent is actually what I'm getting. Exactly. And they're excited because they're seeing that in, in photos and they're like, Oh man, it's going to look so much better in real life. Now that's so, going to be done two days early, right? I can come, come and pick yeah. up sooner. Yeah, exactly. That's like, uh, the gentleman I'm doing his wife's new, um, honda accord for next week i did his like six-year-old um what was it f-150 or whatever last week and i did the same thing i showed him i sent him some because he kept texting me he's like how's it going how's it going so i i would send him some progress videos like you know like hey like you know look how it's cleaning up the scratch over here is now gone you know so he was really excited by the time he got to the shop and then of course you know he sees it and all the lights in the shop and it's nice and shiny and glossy and he was you know over the moon about it that's when he was like okay wife's getting a new car in like two weeks we'll be back kind of thing and sure enough he did so well, and here's some from a sales side perspective don't be the one that just wants to offer the product you want to build a service that the person wants right exactly so don't just be like well this is what i have to offer well i don't want any of that but this is what i want yeah 
build that want so that the right. customer comes to you willing to want that services that you have to offer. Right. And that's why I like to do the good, better, best, you know, because, because then you're not, you're not directly telling the client, you know, that you want them to spend the most amount of money with the best, but you're subliminally putting it in their mind. Like, Oh, the best, like, mm -hmm. yeah, I want the best, you know, I don't want, I want the worst. Best. Right. Yeah. I always want the the best, but it's whether I can afford or not. So. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But that's the thing is I like giving them the options because at the end of the day, you know, for me, I'm going to make my money regardless. You know, if it's, if it's, you know, making five or $600, I'm going to do it in half a day and be done with it. And I'll just book something out the next day, the next two days or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm going to book something for, you know, two grand plus, and I'm going to have it for, two days, two and a half days, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to make my money either way. I want the customer to pick what's right for them because then I don't want them to think that I bullied them or pressured them or, you know, gave them the wrong thing. So yeah, you're, you know, I mean, you're right. Build something that, that works for the client. Um, you know, I always tell the client, like, you know, I don't care either way. I'm getting your money, you know, <laughs> just which one do you want? As long as they book with you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you coming on. Um, you want to give shout out to any of your Audubon stuff? If somebody wants to reach out to you, if somebody's looking for window tent or PPS. Yeah, I mean, so we stuff. Audubon, we based here in Houston, Texas. Um, we offer automotive window tent, paint protection film, ceramic coatings. And then we also within our, our store, our website, we are partnered with Rupus, the rag company and auto fiber um, fusion tools. So we actually have tools as well to offer. So Audubon or Edge. Audubon is territory restricted, so we don't overlap dealers. Edge, you can be mobile or fixed shop. There are no territory boundaries for you. Yeah. Nice, man. Um, okay. So we'll um, chat at you soon. Pleasure, guys. Hopefully. Thanks for coming um, on, man. It's always yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, uh, we, we could get, totally go down the rabbit hole way more. Yeah. <laughs> we could, oh, we could. I, think, I, think, I think it might get too far for some people. We, we've been, you know, it's, it's weird, you know, like some people tell us they wish we would do more of those three hour episodes that we did. And then some people, you know, kind of, you know, think that we should do a half hour episode. I think a half hour is too short. So we keep it around an hour, be done with it. But yeah, man, um, as always love it. Love you coming on. Um, appreciate everything. My dog's barking for some dumbass reason. So I'm going to just kick this out, man. We'll, we'll talk to you later, buddy. Appreciate you guys. All right. Take all right, man. So uh, hopefully we gave some people some ideas on, you know, what they can do. Um, hopefully in this time of, you know, questionable pricing and codings and all that fun stuff. So shut up! Sorry. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I don't even know what he's barking at. Like, um, So yeah, man. I hope you feel better. I'm just eating Pez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you feel better. Um, I'm getting there. When we make sure when we go to SEMA, you don't suck on any fingers, trigger fingers. You don't know where them trigger fingers have been. Triggers are I'm dirty. I'm telling you right now, dude. I'm sorry if anybody lives in Seattle. That city sucks. <laughs> yeah, you were not a fan. I hate that city. You were not a fan. Yeah. So. All right, man. I'm gonna go figure out what the fuck my dog is barking at and get this thing. Thanks for everybody up. tuning in. Yep, thanks everybody tuning in. We appreciate it as always. Let's get to that 100K. 
um, in two weeks. Please, please. Also, let's get to that thousand on TikTok. We're only like six hundred away. So yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a good day, night, weekend, whatever it is. Thanks. Bye.